Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Spiritual Breath. And today we want to recap on or continue with the teaching that we have on self-evaluation. Today we want to focus on the things of the mind, calling calling this changing the mind, learning how to stand during the test. Uh, we're going to pick up with Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11 from the King James Version. And it started off saying, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. If we uh, would go back a couple of steps in chapter 3, it talks about <clears throat> Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist and being led into, into the wilderness uh, to be tempted by the devil. So in verse 1, the one thing I want you to understand is we're going to try to tie this into our now day um, situation and our relationship that we have with Christ. Understanding this, that there are certain questions that we should ask prior to engaging in any trial or any tribulation knowingly or any temptation that will come up. First of all, as we look at this in verse 1 of chapter 4 of Matthew, it says, Then when Jesus uh, led up, then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. And I want you to look at that particular scripture and what you'll find out that there are some key words that stand out and there are some questions that are that have been answered. There are words that stand out in this passage would be led up the spirit, wilderness, and to be tempted. And by who? The devil. I want you to look at that and think about these things when we're looking at our life and looking at what we're going through. The Bible says right off the bat that Jesus was led up. Led up for what? And led up by who? So he was led up. In other words, given instructions, given guidance, given direction. By who? It identified by the Spirit. So now what you're seeing here is that Jesus has been led by the Spirit into doing something. Know this. If God has ever sent you to do something or put you in a place, you already know that you have overcome that issue. First John 4 and 4 it says, You are of God, little children. You have already overcome this because greater is he that is in you than in the world. If you believe that to be true, then you can stand victorious in knowing that any battle that you may face or any situation that you may go into, as long as it's been led by the Spirit and not by flesh, you know that you're going to come out victorious. All right? So now we identify what action. Led is the action, direction, purpose, driven. All right? But who led it was the Spirit. And where did the, the Spirit lead them? Into the wilderness. Into what I call five places a place of revelation or seven places, I'm sorry, place of revelation or revealing, a place of uncertainty, a place of development, a place of endurance, a place of separation, a place of enlightenment. The wilderness stands for so many different things in our life, but they all have a purpose. With that being said, once you understand what place you are in when you go into this wilderness, then you need to know what's going to happen. And it says clearly to be tempted and by who? The devil. So you know that the devil uh, in John 10 and 10 says that he comes only but to kill, steal and destroy. So you know that his job is to do what? Separate you from the connection and relationship that you have established with God. James wrote that he wants you to understand there are all these trials and tribulations. He said, count it all joy when you fall into dire temptation. Then let patience have her perfect work, knowing that all these things is the trying of your faith. So in other words, what faith is he talking about? He's talking about the one faith that Jesus asked us. He said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can speak to your mountain and be thy removed. And that's the one thing that he's trying to, uh, the devil that is, is challenge you 
and that set relationship and that set connection and that trust that God would always be there, never to leave you or forsake you. So as he start throwing his battle lines or traps or, or, or snares in front of you, you already know that God is already boasted and bragged on you and knowing that you were going to make it through. Take you back to Job. When the Job said that the devil came to him and said, God said to the adversary, have you seen my servant Job who was shot evil? And he said, no, you know, I can't see him because I got, you got your hedge of protection around him. And God allowed that to happen because he already knew that Job, just like he already know that you're going to make it through. The thing is, you need to know that you are. All right. In verse three or verse two, it says that when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was outward hungry. So we identified that he's been fasting for a period of time and his flesh was reminding that uh, it's hungry. It needs to be fed. And I want you to see two things are in play here. You have the Holy Ghost is leading God and directing. And then you have the flesh that is rising up and reminding uh, uh, Jesus or reminding you that is hungry. I want you to understand that whenever the devil is attacking you, he has to work with your flesh because it has to be a tag team event. Always keep in mind, the devil don't work anything by itself. He always have a supporting cast. And most of the time, the supporting cast is us. We allow things to get impregnated in our mind and then we end up exercising or executing based off in what our feelings, needs, or desires is. We don't trust fully into the process of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. We don't believe in our faith to be what it is. Therefore, we could we could speak these things and the Bible said, resist the devil and flee. It doesn't mean that you always got to have a conversation with him. It's just making it known that you're going to stand flat-footed in the things of God. Didn't Paul tell us that we have to bring our flesh under suggestion? And we know this, but it's easier said than done. The problem of the matter is, I think, is that we don't be truthful enough with ourselves or we don't get complete guidelines and direction before we engage in what these preset battles are. I don't believe that we understand yet that the battle is not ours, it's the Lord. And sometimes we have to be known as a spectator. I'm truly believing if God is sending me into battle, I have to believe that in my job, all I have to do is be a spectator or to witness the power of the God that I serve. Because we said, let God go before us. And I have to believe that when he said in, in um, uh, Corinthians, Quran, Corinthians, not Corinthians, um, in the Chronicles, when he said, uh, the battle is not mine, it's the Lord. I know then that he's telling me there's things that I just have to sit and wait. Maybe we need to take on the mentality that David showed when he was fight, about to fight Goliath. If you look at it, David assessed the situation, then went got permission, and then engaged in the Bible. I mean, in the battle. The thing that we do, we don't we don't analyze or, or evaluate our situation. We just get engaged into it, and we find ourselves getting jacked up from the floor. Up. Let me continue on. In verse four. I'm sorry, verse 3, we see here the one part that stands out that helps us to understand what's going on. Look at the devil. The devil said in verse 3, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thy be the son of man, command that these stones be made to bread. I want y'all to understand, you don't have to prove who you are to the devil at any time. You don't have to sit there and identify that you are a child of God, but we do. People come asking you, save, and automatically you got to start telling them all the, your history about salvation when all they ask you were you're a Christian. All you have to do is agree to that. And then he, t- he gives you the permission or gives you what he wants to be done. He's going to tell you, go and do this, that, or the other. When the truth of the matter is, he doesn't have dominion and power over you, nor authority. But our needs and desires speak louder sometimes than our God. 
The things that we want personally begins to talk so loud that we find ourselves moving towards helping that to happen instead of trusting in the process that God has started with us with being led by the Spirit into this place, again, of revealing or revelation, a place of uncertainty, a place of development, a place of endurance, a place of separation, and a place of enlightenment. Because sometimes you have to, things have to be real, revealed to you to see where you are, what you are in Christ, and what position that, that you are, how God sees you in your efforts. Go into a place of uncertainty where you have to trust in God and believe Him that He'll help and guide you. Go into a place of development so you can reestablish your position in Christ in your relationship and reestablish the connection, the relationship, and the trust in the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you endurance, that you're willing to stand the test of time to see what the end would be, not forfeiting a blessing, not jumping out of the fight, just getting there and stand until you see the process to the end. Separation, yes, separate from those people that may be hindering you or some things that may stop you from getting closer to God that you can leave aside, leave those baggages behind and move forward into the newness that God has for you. Lastly, to come to a place of enlightenment that you realize all these changes going to work to good for you who serve the Lord and love the Lord. For you that are striving to do better and that's just not existing, resisting to go back into survival mode, but stand in the unknown, trusting in the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. This is what this is about. Changing your mindset to believing that you're going to trust in God with everything. And through time, you and him will work together to build this new you. That all old things will pass away and things will become new in you, in your mind, in your setting, in the way that you deal with God and your situation. In some cases, we're going to have to have a Hezekiah moment where we have to remind God of their, our achievements and the things that we have done. And then sometimes we have to be humble as a little lamb that we could be taught and developed. And then we have to be able to repent for the things that we have done. All this happens while being in the wilderness because as you grow, you be enlightened to the things that need to be changed. With that being said, we're going to pause here until we pick up on this Again, when we start talking about how the devil will try to elevate you and to have you believing that big head mentality that will lead you somewhere else where you will later have to repent and get yourself back on track. But until then, I want to tell you, thank you for tuning in. And I pray that this has been something that will encourage you. Please share this with somebody else. Tell them about the goodness of God and, and see if you can explain this to them in a better way that maybe they can relate and maybe make those changes. Remember, we're working on the mindset. We have to change the way we think. If we change our perspective, we'll change our perspective. Keep that in mind. Until we talk again, spiritual breath, JT, I'm out of here.